This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the globe, bringing you news, views, and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave. It's World Wide Wave time, Joy's International News and Current Affairs show for and by the LGBTI community, taking you around the globe one queer story at a time. And we've got a cracker of a story for you tonight. I'm Matt, and we are live from the lands of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation in the magnificent Victorian Pride Centre. And I have the pleasure tonight of being here with Stefan. Good evening. And when you woke up this morning, you probably thought about what you had on today. Check the weather, perhaps how you would get to work, perhaps who you would see or what you'll have for dinner. For I guess tonight, each day started wondering if they would be attacked, imprisoned or even murdered. Each day was a test of survival. From Uganda to a refugee camp in Kenya and now to a new home in Australia, tonight we hear the intensely personal story of Robert Kosozi. Robert has come to Australia with the help of LGBTIQ charity Humanity in Need Rainbow Refugees who support refugees in East Africa. And David Aleph is here from t- uh, tonight from Humanity in Need. We're talking all about new beginnings tonight. So maybe you've had a new beginning, might have been moving to, I don't know, new house, new flatmates. New country. New country, absolutely, definitely. Um, Or new community. So, um, Mm. you know, uh, tell us what you are. I'm from Sydney originally, and when I moved down here, it's, you know, there there are definitely differences between Sydney people and and Melbourne people. Yes, yes, no. Who would have thought that? Good and bad, good and bad. Mostly good, I would think. (laughs) That's right, that's right. We are talking Uganda and Kenya tonight with our guest and welcome to the studio, Robert. Thanks for having me. Wonderful to have you here. And uh, David Aliff is here as well from Humanity in Need. Good evening, David. Good evening and thanks for having us. Now, uh, Robert, you've got a um, a wonderful, a, a challenging but wonderful story. You were born in Uganda Tell us, tell us a bit about. Most Australians wouldn't have been to Uganda before. What's life like living in Uganda? Okay, <clears throat> um, Uganda is, is a, a third world country, um, but also one of those beautiful countries in the world. Mm. I must say because um, because of the weather, um, pure water. Uh, fertile soil, uh, wildlife, um, green environment, and very kind people welcoming. Yeah, it's a nice country, mm-hmm. uh, but as you know, there is uh, someone might be beautiful uh, outside, but inside, he, his or her heart is. Uh, wants to be diagonized. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of its um, beautiful people and what, 
there is a challenge, a big, big challenge, uh, and that's uh, the concern of the whole world against the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I'm talking now, uh, the laws uh, came back in Parliament. Uh, they they want them to be tightened from uh, from imprisoning and whatever the, the big big consequences to LGBT as a person, but even to those who work with them, relatives. Anyone who is connected to them in any way is going to face the same consequences. So it's real challenging and the whole country now about the LGBT community is on tense. So we need prayers but also help to those be people who were back home. It, it seems to have gotten worse over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years, maybe a little bit more. When you were young growing up, did was it as bad then? Did you even hear about LGBT people when you were growing up? No. Uh, but, you know, they don't know what they are doing. The more you, you are... Harassing someone, you are talking it more about. It means you are, you are sensitizing people about it. Right. So it means a lot of people are now they created that awareness, and a lot of people from young kids of, let's say like ten years, they know about LGBT people. But it, only bad things. Yes, it yes. Though it's bad, but remember, when a kid is growing, they eager to know. Mm. Mm? They get to know who are these people. They are talking about bad things. They they will end up of bringing up almost a quarter of the young generation ending up. LGBT people because they have created that awareness which uh-huh. was not there before uh, 2014. Right. Because this... So because it's more visible, yes, they think, oh, and, I'm, and, I'm... And the whole like world that. and the whole world is now talking about Uganda yes. in terms of harassing the LGBT community. So it, it creates more awareness to those young, through the young generation. Mm. It means the more they harass people who are gay or any, the more they create awareness and the more people they continue to be LGBT. So the government does not know what they are doing. Mm. So, but as the the more people continue to 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 um, identify themselves as LGBT or gay or lesbian or what, the more harassment is going on Mm. because it starts from within the community before the government. Because the government, uh, the community thinks we are not people. eh? We, We are not supposed to be in the community. We are the cause of the poverty, 
de, 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 de bad climate uh, we, with the, the one who caused hunger uh, natural disasters imagine they think like that mm. because they think the more the, the, the more the lgbt are in the area that area is going to be affected and they forget about the bad governance mm. of the leaders how how does that how does that roll down to family how did how did your family react uh, to you and and how do they you know are they sort of listening to what the government is saying like take an example of me uh, my family i grew up in a christian family mm-hmm. i grew up with, as as a church boy mm-hmm. but uh, within my teenage age because i'm now that 37 within my teenage age i got challenges with uh, girlfriends and as you know when a boy is growing yes so when uh, I I impregnated a, a girl, mm-hmm. the, their family started harassing me and whatever. So that's what attracted me to be a, a gay man mm-hmm. because I had my friends whom were around me, but I didn't know that, okay, they, I, I was hearing it in rumors that they are gay, but I was not hanging them so much. But these people were there for me to to bail me out of the prison and to stand for me. Mm-hmm. So it attracted me also that if these people whom they are they say that they, they are not people, they are not human, if they have that humanity and they can do such a kind of uh, act of kindness to stand there with me, it means there is a hidden secret in these people. That's mm. how I was attracted. You found your community. Yes. Our guest tonight is Robert Kosozi from Uganda via Kenya, now in Melbourne. You're on Worldwide Wave. Turn us on and we'll turn it out. Joy. Messages. We love your messages coming in. Thank you, Lou, for your message. Lou says, I came out in my 30s with a now ex-fiancé and then a two-year-old. I have found a new self-acceptance, new community and a beautiful partner. And I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with her. Well, we're sending you lots of hugs and kisses. Thank you, Lou. Great new beginning there. And we also have a message from uh, 742 telling us, I couldn't agree more with your guests that Uganda is a beautiful country. I was lucky enough to go gorilla trekking twice in Bindui and Pernatable Forest with Beautiful locals focus on the preservation of gorillas. And you know Bwindi, Robert? Yeah, I know, uh, but I never went there. You've never been there? Because... Um, is most, it where the tourists most, go? Most of my life has been in the city, and mm. Bwindi is far away from ah, Kampala. Yeah. Right, okay. Yep. Great. Our guest tonight is Robert Kasozi uh, from Uganda. And so you grew up in Uganda, but you actually ended up... Uh, in Kenya, how did you how did you make the move to Kenya? Yeah, the move came in uh, in 20, 2017, 2017 March, uh, when I ex I, I escaped death in Uganda. Wow! 
because I was having my home. Uh, I was uh, using my home as a meeting point for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. So they started tracking us, tracking us for quite a while, a, a time. And uh, one day they came, they organized a mobile justice. They came in with a big number of people. They surrounded my home. We were having a small party, I, I remember. So they decide, they started demolishing everything, beating everyone. And uh, they came with police, community. So the few who were having a chance to escape, I, I think, are the ones now alive. But mm. the ones we left behind, I don't know. And so you I, fled? I can't tell because I never heard uh, about them since since then and and there's nobody you can call for help if the police are a part of the attack the police is part of the perpetrators yeah so you 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 can't call anyone because if the police catches you you will be taken to court life imprisonment yeah yeah so until today i can't tell the group of uh, the lgbt we are like 20 people Yep. In that place during the night, I don't know where they are. I never listened to them again. Mm. I never met anyone again. So I can't tell that the people are still alive mm. or they are in jail or they went where. So I don't know. Must be very difficult. So I'm the lucky one who is here. And in Kenya, um, were you, we, we've heard much about the Kakuma refugee camp. Yeah. Is that where you were? No, when I flew up uh, from Kampala, uh, because I was a good runner, I, I made a run of almost 10 kilometers. Wow. <laughs> so until I reached uh, the place called Mukono, then I hided there for a night. So I had a friend of mine whom I knew he was a truck driver going to Mombasa. I called him and the good chance he told me that the next day he was going to, to Kenya and he's the one who helped me to, uh, to take me to, through the borders and he dropped me in Nairobi. So. And how did you, cause you've, you've moved, you, you've, literally run to another country how did you get started how did you survive when you first got there uh, when i reached there uh, i started uh, with sleeping outside uh, the unhcr offices because when i arrived in nairobi uh, i what came in my mind i had to look for uh, how i can survive but I thought of seeking asylum, so I started searching where the UNHCR offices are, and that's how I went to their offices, but I was not given a chance to, to enter because I had an appointment, or I was not known, so I had to sleep outside their offices for almost a week, mm. day and night, 
until I got an opportunity to line up with others in the morning, then that's how I was given a chance. Uh, they, there was a white lady from England, I think. Uh, she was one of the four points by that time for the advocating for the LGBT people. Mm-hmm. She's the one who gave me a chance to be registered in Nairobi, not to go to, to Kakuma. Because uh, I had told her about my story. And by that time, I was not like a person because I was having a lot of... I was just crying the whole day Mm. because of what had happened and all the things that I had gone through those days. So I was given a chance, an exemption, my case to be uh, handled in Nairobi. So that's how I did not go to Kakuma. And but you did stay in a safe house. You you found somewhere safe to live. Uh, they first gave me a temporary accommodation in what they call um, safe. There is a safe emergency shelter 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 for UNHCR. But eventually, by that time, there was some support before. Because when President Trump came in, uh, he cut the budget of UN that mm-hmm. was going to UNHCR almost 40%. That's how we lost that, all those opportunities of being supported. Then we went back to the streets. We went back to the streets until I met, when we were on streets, sleeping there, we met friends and we started discussing of the way forward how can we help ourselves? Then we started sorting out everything. That's how we came in, uh, getting ideas of starting CBO's community-based organizations. Mm-hmm. And that's how we managed to start uh, the safe shelters now, which are handling a homeless LGBT refugees in Nairobi. And how many would be in, um, you know, one of these shelters? How many shelters? How many, how many LGBT people would be sharing a, a space or a house? Uh, like the small house is shared with like 10 people mm-hmm. uh, uh, who are staying there. But there are those ones who come in temporarily. They are kicked out of their houses. Mm-hmm. houses. They have been beaten there. Uh, like they are trans men and transgenders who can't keep their low profile. Those ones are easy to be identified with the community. And you, you find someone, they, they have found him in the streets and he's beaten badly. You find them in the health facility the other day and then you bring in, in him there in that um, uh, shelter at least for, for days. And until you get uh, another help, like you see humanity in need, the way they have been standing with the LGBT uh, refugees in East Africa, that's how we get that support. Friend, uh, donor friends like in the US, in the Europe, Australia, that's how we survive. That's how we only survive because nowadays, at least the other... The past years, the process for LGBT being resettled to the safe countries 
was a little bit smooth but nowadays it's hard people are there years and years and you were six years in Kenya six years yeah. but before it was one year two years mm. but nowadays it's hard it's hard that's the voice of Robert Kosozi, a Ugandan refugee now living in Melbourne. Uh, coming up, um, we'd like to chat to you a bit about uh, your journey here to Australia and uh, the role of humanity in need. You're listening to Worldwide Wave on Joy. For all voices, this is Joy. You are on the show that takes you around the globe, one queer story at a time, Worldwide Wave. And a special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcast automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash worldwide wave or itunes or your favorite podcast platform really and please do leave us a review and you can even subscribe you can become a member of joy yes become a member of our rainbow family that's what i've meant you can have um families or full members or concessions there's something for everybody really and businesses we love our businesses uh so go to joy.org.au and uh become a member of our joy family the world's longest-running radio show dedicated to international LGBTIQ news and current affairs. This is World Wide Wave from Australia's rainbow radio station, Joy 94.9. Our guest tonight in the studio is Robert Kosozi, uh, a Ugandan refugee now living in Melbourne, and also David Aliff from Humanity in Need, a, a local LGBT charity. Robert, how did you... Come across David. How did you two connect? Mm, we connected through social media mm-hmm. and through a friend of mine whom I was working with. Uh, we were running a, a safe shelter. That's how I came to know him. Yeah. Did you, when you connected, did you know where Australia was? Did you have any concept of Australia? Mm, no, because, um, you know, uh, my case was submitted to the Australian Embassy in Nairobi right. on, in 2019. So, but before it was, it was after when it was submitted, I think four months, COVID-19 came in mm. and they shut everything down. So that's how I was delayed to come here. But um, I did not request to to come to Australia, but uh, I think God made it because Mm -hmm. uh, by that time, Australia was the one having the throats for refugees to be resettled and UNHCR managed to submit our files uh, on the Australian consulate. I'm still having my friends who are still there. Mm. Uh, they are hoping to come also here, but they are still stuck in the middle of fire. Yeah. So, and David, uh, humanity in need, rainbow refugees. Why? Why is your focus in Africa? I mean, I've got a pretty good idea from what we've heard from Robert's story, but why did you choose to focus on Africa? Well, look, I suppose it's because a door opened. In a sense, and as Robert said, um, it was social media that that was the the opening. Um, I, what happened with me was I had a, a, a plea for food from someone on Facebook, 
And, you know, we all get these. I was going to say, didn't that sound... Yes. Did you start to think, oh, this is a scam or something? Yes, I did. And I was going to ignore it. Um, and then I noticed that this person was a friend of a friend of mine. So out of, you know, I sort of thought, well, I'll, I'll check. And out of that, I discovered that my friend, um, a fellow called uh, Jeff Alshorn, was had been supporting people um, in Africa for a number of years. And there's a small group around the world who'd been doing this. And so I started supporting this man and, and then a few others. Um, that man is now in America and started a new life. So that's, that's a wonderful thing. And I'm con- convinced that had I not start, started to support him, he may not have survived. Hmm. Because that's the whole point of this, that, the, that unless they get support from outside, no one survives. Hmm. Um, now, the question... The other thing about why Africa, I mean, it, it's because I was approached from Africa. There are other terrible places where you could support people. Um, but uh, in my view, you know, when you look at the, the homophobia, it's actually sex phobia because, you know, trans people, um, lesbians, everybody is being targeted by this. You know, we have to chip away at this horrible mountain. It's a horrible you know, iceberg, if you like, and it, it takes a chip every time. And so every time we do something to keep someone alive in Uganda or in um, Nairobi or in Kakama or I've, I've now got a, uh, a Ugandan refugee in Zambia we're trying to help and another one in um, uh, Rwanda, um, you know, they're just trying to survive. And every time we keep one person alive, we chip away at that. And, um, you know, I, it, it is such a delight to me to have Robert with us, um, to know what a, a man of courage and uh, integrity he is. Um, but to, he, even sharing his story tonight, I mean, we've, I've got to know him over these weeks and, of course, obviously when he was in Africa as well. And <clears throat> I've, I've come to see what a, an incredible person he is. But I see the pain. That he has, he doesn't want to tell these stories. Hmm. You know, he doesn't want to tell these stories, but he's doing it because, you know, it's love. He wants to see his friends saved. He wants to see them. And that's not a religious expression, by the way. He wants to see them alive. Hmm. You know, not dead. And Robert, what's your hopes here in Australia? Do you what? What's what would you like to do and see, and what would you like to be? <laughs> I would like to be in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so any part of Australia is safe for me. But for now, I'm in Melbourne uh, because it's a process, and I I have to learn a lot of things because a lot of things I'm I'm going through now are very new to me. Yes. Uh, like like swimming in the ocean. <laughs> We've seen a video of you experiencing the ocean for yep, the first time. Uh, it's also new because I never went in ocean waters, yeah. salty, so it's new. Uh, whether I never put on my my body a winter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll need uh, that. I never mm, travelled on trains. <laughs> Where, really? Uh-huh. You'd never seen a train, I, Robert, had you? I, I never ate a burger. <laughs> <laughs> so many firsts. So, uh-huh, there are some things you might see that are minor, but to me, 
uh, it's uh, it's learning so i'm here to learn a lot of things but the good thing people are lovely people yes. are caring everyone is a friend uh, so i thank god yeah. absolutely and David, uh, Humanity in Need, so you are a charity and uh, doing some great work. Tell us a bit about how uh, people can get involved. Well, you can find us on uh, www.h-i-n.org.au and um, uh, Humanity in Need, we're on Facebook as well, you'll find us there. Humanity in Need Rainbow Refugees and uh, I'd love to hear from anybody who wants to, you know, just talk about what we're doing. We're, we've got a Zoom that we're doing this week, which is our, uh, we normally do a meeting once a fortnight. We've got a small committee of uh, war-weary travellers, <laughs> and uh, we're going to open that up to anybody to join us. Right, so anybody uh, can join. That's this Thursday, this Thursday. what time? Thursday will be 7.30, Melbourne time, and we'll have uh, Robert there, so uh, people can meet Robert and, and so on. We... We had a wonderful weekend with a group of men, which was quite an experience for Robert and his uh, refugee friend Marcel, who also arrived at a similar time. Sixty blokes, most of them horribly white, <laughs> 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 and uh, and they were also and then you know some of them were gay. Most of them would have been affirming. Um, well, I mean, they were all affirming, but but. Some of them would have been heterosexual, some people bisexual and so on. You know, it was a mixture of people and it wasn't a religious weekend. But, hey, they were so welcoming to you, weren't they, Robert? Yep. Uh, it was a wonderful opportunity and it was an extraordinary welcome to Queensland. Fantastic. Uh, it was very nice to meet such a wonderful man. And probably a bit warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was... Uh, Oh, that weekend, I was almost the one who is in Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. We're going to post a link to uh, the Zoom meeting on our Facebook page after the show. That's W3Joy. And uh, Robert, thank you so much for telling your story and sharing that. Um, it is really important that people hear it. And uh, we wish you every best wish uh, on your new life in Australia. Thank you. Thank you, uh for having me in your studios and thanks for uh, those people who have been listening to us uh, I will continue doing that and I hope to meet uh, the uh, Australian LGBT community because that is my family uh, it will be a nice time parting with them sharing stories uh, now, now, now this time around it will be uh, stories of joy not uh, tears excellent and you're in the right place to tell stories of joy because you're right on joy listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world stream us live on joy.org.au or subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform to World Wide Wave Hi everyone, my name is Yang Fa from Singapore. You are listening to Worldwide Wave. Lots of love to everyone. Join any 4.9. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like Worldwide Wave on Facebook now.
Thank you so much to our guest tonight, Robert Kosozi, for sharing his story uh, from Ugandan refugee to Kenya to Australia. And David Ailiff from Humanity in Need. You can find out about their work, h-i-n.org or on Facebook. And thank you for the messages on Facebook, Francis, James, Liz and a heap more who have joined and interacted. Thank you for the SMS, Lou and um, 742. And also Peter, our podcaster and social media master, Dean. Catch you next week on World Wide Wave. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwidewave or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.